Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Uh, well, as I often like to say, uh, whether it's a good day or it's a bad day, it's a great day to know the Lord. And uh, that's how I feel today as I come back uh, to worship with you finally. Uh, once again with thanksgiving to the Lord for his provision and to all of you for your prayers and for your good wishes and your love. And as we today celebrate baptismal grace for two among us and welcome 70 new members into our church family today, some of whom, as Nick said, uh, have been with us since before the pandemic even began, some of whom joined us very recently and all of whom are great blessings from above for our life together in Christ. In fact, I was telling the group at Common Ground the other night uh, that if 70 people want to join this congregation while the senior pastor isn't even around, you might want to consider giving me two months off every year. And the church will grow even more. And speaking of pastors, I also want to give thanks for the great ministry of Pastor Nick Gonzalez to me personally and also to all of you, supported by pastors Yared Halche, Bob Mordhorst, Ken Carlson, our great staff, our team of leaders. So that one thing I did not worry about while I was waiting to go to surgery was the forward movement of this great household of faith. So I give thanks to God and to all of you for that. And I did make some discoveries. Uh, during those weeks while I was waiting. Uh, like, there's this TV show on uh, that some of you may have heard about. It, it's called Meet the Press. <laughs> and, and apparently it's on every single week. I mean, you know, who knew? I also read several books uh, while I was waiting, one of which is entitled Building Up the Body of Christ. And its subtitle is Supporting Community Life in the Church. And one of the reasons that I was interested in that book is that it was written by somebody that I know and somebody that I've actually known for a number of years and that several of you are getting to know because with his wife, Judy, he is also being received into membership here at St. Andrew today. And I'm talking about the Reverend Dr. Bruce Hartung. Uh, Professor Emeritus and former Dean of Ministerial Formation at Concordia Seminary St. Louis, uh, who having moved to Rockville with Judy in his retirement, they were led to make St. Andrew their spiritual home for which I give thanks because they're bright and shining spirits among us and because I obviously need all the ministerial formation I can get. So, you know, it, it can't hurt. Uh, one of the other reasons though that I I uh, wanted to read that book is that it's based on one of my favorite New Testament images given to us by St. Paul in 1 Corinthians 12 that I preached about as recently as last June in which Paul writes to this broken, fractured, messed up church. And he says to that church, as God in his spirit says to you and me today, you, that is you and me, are the body of Christ which as I've said many times before, means that together you and I are the hands and the feet and the eyes and the ears and the voice and the caring touch of Jesus in this world today. And what that book, Building Up the Body of Christ, does is it helps us to do this good and sometimes very difficult work of actually living that way. It guides us in ways in which we can better get along with each other, better relate to each other. 
in ways that will attract more people into the family of God known as this body of Christ, as the church of Christ in the world today. And I think you know that if ever there was a time where the world needed a church like that, you know, with all of its, of its divisiveness, that time is obviously right now. And so as I read that book and made my way through the chapters, I started to dream up a series of messages for us here at St. Andrew entitled Bodybuilding based on our friend Bruce's book and its biblical uh, foundations. And so I went into my home office and I cooked up the outline and I sent it to Bruce and invited him to be part of it or at least listen to it and, or at least let me know when he and Judy are going to be out of town so I won't be so nervous preaching about it with him sitting right here in front of me like he is uh, right now. And so I welcome you uh, to the first in a six-week series that will take us all the way to Reformation, one of which Bruce himself will deliver in the hope and with the prayer that it will strengthen us, that it will build us up in our relationship with God, obviously, our relationships with each other and church and our witness to the world around us so that people will want to be part of it. And one of the first steps, or if not the first step in the process, is to make a decision and a commitment to make up your mind before the fact that you understand and will see every other single person in the family of God as someone who is absolutely, although maybe differently and uniquely, gifted by God in some way, shape, or form. Now, I know that obviously sounds like motherhood and apple pie. It sounds like something you would expect to hear from a pastor in a sermon. But Dr. Hartung points out that in reality, our appreciation of that diversity of gifts is something that is all too often overlooked, or it is ignored, or it is taken for granted, or worse than that, it's used as a source of what he calls dissonance, or separation, or even division. If I allow myself to think that, you know, somebody over here is better than somebody over there or more valuable to the family of God because of their, their profile or their prominence or their gifts or, or some other artificial line that we would use to divide us from each other along the lines of things like uh, gender or culture or education, or economics, or uh, how long we have or haven't been members of the, of the church in the first place. Because when I go down that road, that's when I'm tearing down the body of Christ. That's when I'm weakening the body of Christ and the witness of the church. And so a first step, if not the first step, has to do with the way that we decide to look at each other and to regard each other even before we get to know each other. So we can see that in this family, unlike the rest of the world, we may not all have the same gift, we may not all have the same function, but we all have the same status as the children of God. And when you live that way and you think that way and we interact with each other that way, then things begin to change, and we are bodybuilding. We are becoming the kind of church that people really want to be part of. 
And so as I thought of this, you know, it reminded me of a day when I got home uh, one afternoon, and as I had done a thousand times before, you know, I, I hit the button on the clicker to make the garage door go up, and it didn't go up. And so I went inside and went through the house and went into the garage and I checked to see that the power was on and it was on and I checked to see if something was blocking the sensors and nothing was and then I got, you know, got the ladder and I went up and tried to find a reset button, you know, and then I did what any guy would do. I, I stood there and I, I stared at it. <laughs> Until finally I got out my cell phone and I dialed 1-800-GENIE. And I got somebody on the phone who coached me through the process of going up there and taking off the cover and finding my way to the control board and locating this little piece of electronics called a, a compressor or condenser. And uh, I took it out and I went to the uh, shop and I replaced it and I put it all back together and the cover was on and I, I went out and I hit the button and there it went. It opened. Which is to say to you that if this little part, largely ignored, mostly invisible, had the power to make everything else work, including those much bigger, more visible parts, so that the whole unit could be what it was designed to be and do what it was meant to do. If that is also true with your car, if it's also true with my body, if it's also true, as St. Paul writes to the Corinthians, that when one part suffers, all of it suffers, then how much more must it be true of life together in the family of God? So that when we see each other that way, relationships change, life begins to change. And we're no longer serving the coffee. We're the minister of hospitality. We're not just sweeping the sidewalk. We're the minister of first impressions, as I like to say, where everybody has a somewhat different function, but we all enjoy the same status before God. That is the kind of church that people want to be part of. Promise you. Well, there's another set of differences uh, that our brother Bruce uh, points out in his uh, book, uh, that find application from St. Paul's words in 1 Corinthians 12. And it has to do uh, not just with the diversity of gifts uh, or functions that God has given us together in the life of the church. It has to do with a diversity of personalities that are also unique and are also God-given. And as he points out, it, it means that in the family of God, we might perceive certain things differently. We might react to them differently. We might learn differently. Uh, we might uh, think that some things are, are more uh, meaningful than other things, you know, apart from the central articles uh, of the faith. And, and that diversity is also something not only to be accepted, but to, to really be embraced as we give thanks for the fact that not everybody at St. Andrew is exactly like me. Thank the Lord. In fact, uh, you know, I've talked about how uh, years ago, a colleague of mine in another church uh, and I 
uh, went and had this uh, personality inventory uh, taken, and, uh, and the guy who administered it to us uh, after it was over, he said, well, uh, to my colleague, he said, you know, you have the type of personality uh, where, you know, you have an opinion about something, you take a position about something, and, and you tend to stick to it. And, it, you know, it would take a lot for that to change. And he said, Mark, you have the type of personality where you have a position about something or an opinion uh, about something, but if you get some new information or if the circumstances change, you're one of those people who can change your position much more easily. And he wasn't talking about our theology or who made a better pastor. He was talking about our personalities. And learning that just improved our relationship. It helped us to accept each other better, to work together better, to respect each other, uh, where I was less inclined to see him as some kind of a stubborn hothead. He was less inclined to see me as some kind of a wishy-washy guy who just goes with the flow. And we were able to better work together to build up the body of Christ. And so I hope you get the idea that when we decide up front that we are going to accept and embrace the diversity of our gifts and functions in the church, the diversity of our various personalities and opinions within the church, we are bodybuilding as we seek to be the hands and the feet and the eyes and the ears of Jesus Christ for this hurting and broken world. And before I close, I, I want to turn this issue just inside out just a little bit and express my desire that every one of you here today, whether you're a brand new member or it's been lifelong for you here at St. Andrew, that you would just know how valuable you are. That you would understand that you have a part in this family of God that St. Paul refers to as the body of Christ. Or as our brother Bruce puts it in his book, you are God's child totally. And you have been made that way by God's action in Christ. And if you really believe that about yourself, if you really look at yourself that way, if you look at the people around you that way, then it is going to make such a difference in the way we serve together, in the way you live your life, in the way you and I individually and together interact with and witness to the world around us. Guaranteed. Well, there's an old saying that uh, wherever God builds a church, the devil builds a chapel next door. And that brings us to uh, our second topic, uh, which will be ours next uh, week. And it has to do with uh, the whole concept of spiritual warfare and, and how in the course of our body building, uh, we need to stay strong and fight the good fight of faith. But uh, today, I just want to leave you with a picture that I have of a great church. In fact, it's a specific congregation. It's one that our son David and I visited and where we worshiped one Sunday morning the last time I was on sabbatical. Some of you know about this church. Uh, I've written about it. Some of you have been there or interacted with it. It's a small church. It's in the inner city of Baltimore. Its building has seen better days. 
There is no off-street parking. It's in a location where a lot of bad things happen. And the refreshments the day that we were there consisted of a little carton of milk and a piece of fresh fruit that they passed out from crates at the back of the sanctuary. But when we left that day, my son David said to me that that was one of the best worship experiences he ever had. Now I have mixed feelings about that, being the leader of a church that he's attended for a thousand times. But I resonated with his feeling. And as we talked about that on the way home, what we discovered is that it wasn't about the size of the crowd. It wasn't about the power of the music or the eloquence of the sermon. What drew us in were the people who came with all kinds of different experiences, backgrounds, struggles in life, but where it really felt like everybody had a place and nobody was less. The good news is that that feeling is also a feeling I have when I come here to a place where the context is very different. But where you can come in through these doors and even though it looks like, you know, everything's good on the outside, it doesn't mean that there aren't struggles on the inside that you might be bringing through you. But that this is a place where you can bring those struggles and have a home with God. In the family of God. In a place where love flows and grace comes down and forgiveness wins the day. That's the kind of church that people are going to want to be part of. That's the church that I've come home to today and for which I give thanks as we celebrate baptismal grace and as we welcome 70 more into a admittedly flawed, deeply imperfect, but richly blessed family of God in the body of Christ here at St. Andrew. God bless you, give you a great week in the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.